If you've been hurt by a truck, you can call Colombo Law 24-7 and we'll be there to make sure you're taken care of. When someone is hurt by a truck, Colombo Law is the law firm people call to get answers. Hurt by a truck? Call Colombo Law. K360 Radio. Hello, J360 Legion, and welcome to the J360 Mini Bite, hosted by J.M. Brady, and I am your host, J.M. Brady. So, let's get into it. Hey, everybody! Welcome to J360 Productions. This is the J-Man, of course, and let me tell you, kind of odd, isn't it? It's supposed to be a J-Man show night, but you're getting a mini bite right now. I had to do some R&D not too long ago, and um, took two days to do it. And right off the bat, it's all still coming together. Just working on a few things left and right. Trying to go ahead and get this whole thing set up for the community, in addition to working on some upgrades for J360Productions.com. So I still have a few things to submit to you. Not to mention what happened with uh, Jams 18 on Friday. Even though the Saturday Shuffle was a damn good show. And man, if you were out there, thank you. I'm glad that you guys uh, came back. You know what I mean? Aren't you guys just so faithful? But hey, we got a whole new week of battling to do. Because this time, we're not battling censorship. We are battling against racism again. Ah, racism. It'll never leave us alone. Because unfortunately, it's a basis in this country of the great United States. And uh, some people just won't let it die. Some people just won't accept each other. Some people need this as a way to push their agenda. You see, this particular thing surrounds an, a great a great writer and artist back in the day. It's not his real name, but it's his pen name that everybody knows him for. His name is Dr. Seuss. You see, the thing about Dr. Seuss is he taught you how to rhyme. He took you to different areas. And in a way, he was like the first book for quite a lot of us out here that either A, wanted to be writers or just wanted to expand our knowledge. And he made reading approachable. And this is a long time before like J.K. Rowling showed up with the Potter books. You understand what I'm saying? Like one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, uh, cat in the hat, green eggs and ham, you name it, right? But you see, six of his books are now going to be ceasing publications due to racial imagery and all. So in any ways, it's kind of like how if you have Tom and Jerry cartoons and you know that black housekeeper that owned Tom is either A, erased or cut out entirely along with other moments where explosions happen and they appear in blackface. It's kind of that whole thing. But you see, the thing is about those six books, like, to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street and, um, what was it, Birthday, no, Saturday Super or Egg Super, something like that. And then, of course, if I owned the zoo and all, yeah, they came at an interesting time. But, you know, Dr. Seuss has always been very adamant about things. And the early parts of Dr. Seuss are not nearly the same way as how he ended up, you know what I'm saying? Now, he went on record himself saying that, you know, some of the imagery presented wasn't necessarily for the best as things started to, you know, become a little bit more acceptable, like integration. But you see, the thing about it is, now that Dr. Seuss Enterprises went ahead and brought that out to everybody, now everybody, and everybody's already divided. Everybody's already got this whole axe to grind, especially when it comes to representation and diversity. And, you know, representation and diversity are useful when used in the right way. But if they're used to push an agenda, oh man, it's going to be nothing but problems. And in doing so, you see like quite a lot of books made by all these great authors from the past, 
You know, they were human too. They had things about them that they just didn't like. And unfortunately, you know, in their livelihood, could they have done something about it? Did they try to do something about it? Maybe they did, but that probably got lost in translation somewhere. You know, H.P. Lovecraft um, actually was racist in some of his stuff, but he's still one of my favorite authors because I love the cosmic horror story. And now as I look at these six books by Dr. Seuss, I'm like, okay, you know, some of them I really never really got to read to be honest with you i mean if anything i managed to find a copy of bartholomew and the obelisk before i ever found like to think that that's all mulberry street or if i own the zoo and stuff because well, even when i was a kid those books were pretty hard to find and i think there was a reason why because of it you know maybe it was all the imagery and stuff and you see every institution out here from media to medical to retail you name it have dealt with a lot of scummy backgrounds let alone race i mean let's just be honest okay now the thing is we can point all this stuff out we can go ahead and point it out go ahead and have a parade protest all that but i always ask this as you're doing this what is the end game what is the solution what what exactly are you trying to do as you go about this because obviously you're not talking about it entirely you're yelling your narrative the other person's yelling their narrative and then those that are like oh this is history we need to preserve our history and all that kind of stuff they got something to say but i always wonder this like say like if we took all the things that we should be ashamed of because society and the talking town tells us to if we take all these things that offend us and we put them in a bunker somewhere or we just put it somewhere away what's next right what are we left with Are we left with kind of like how the people in the giver books are where, you know, we don't have emotions and we just walk through life doing what was prescribed for us? Or are we like the like Brave New World? Are we part of the chase system? I mean, like what what exactly is the end goal in all this? You know, or or how about this? As we are doing this stuff, are we doing the Fahrenheit 451 thing where we're just going to go ahead and wipe things out because we don't know when to stop either? You see, we live in a society where it's like, you know, you give an inch, but you know people will take a mile. And quite a lot of people have done that. Take a good look at Lucasfilms and Disney and all the stuff that they're doing right now. Nothing but ridiculousness here. And the same thing could be said about Miss um, Carano. And the same thing could be said about you know, Pedro Pascal and his whole thing. Like at the end of the day, the ideologues are not necessarily helping to make the product that the fans or anybody out else out there want to enjoy to enjoy. We want to get away from this crap, don't we? And you can't, you see, the thing is, even when I was a kid and I got to see all that stuff and exposed to some of those things, it never stopped me from enjoying the cartoon. You know, some of the stuff, like, when when I watch, like, MGM, Looney Tunes, and all that stuff, like, even now, as I look at the Golden Collection and all, I don't need Whoopi Goldberg to come up there to tell me what was racist. I already know. You know what I mean? Because you can tell by the years. You can tell by some of the things that came out. Like, you know, like, Pepe Le Pew, like, a lot of people are like, he's trying to look for love. That's the one thing that I got out of it. But a lot of people will be like this. Oh, he's doing date rape. He's doing all that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Now I get it. He's a little handsy and all that stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's a cartoon with skunks and stuff. Well, you see, Jay, people imitate that. People want to be stinky. (laughs) I'm just saying that to lighten the mood. Because, you see, one way or another, 
comedy is supposed to be a satire of all these crazy things. Now, you know you're not supposed to imitate all the things that go on. You know that, right? You have control over yourself. But the things that we do, we plant a seed. And and see, when people go ahead and they use that whole thing, I'm like, you know what? At one time, and I think even Al Bundy covered this in Married with Children. You know why this stuff doesn't happen so often like it should? or Because you had parents. You had people to tell you that this is not the way that things are done. You know what I mean? A way to make the difference between make-believe and what's real. You got people nowadays, if they see like two actors have such strong chemistry on a movie, and then who they are in real life, like when they are dating other people and all that stuff, they freak out and they go like, oh my god, that's not the way it's supposed to be. I shipped them together. They're supposed to really be with each other. And it's like, no, what you just saw was make-believe. Right? And you see, the thing about it is, some people don't know how to differentiate it. And if it's something that's really racist, then we who are in charge of this whole thing, or being responsible about it, we got to look at it and be like, you know what? Yeah, I think we need to talk about this. We need to go ahead and discuss this. You know what I'm saying? The book's being taken out of circulation. That's not what people are worried about. If you got to do what you got to do, what you got to do, Dr. Seuss Enterprises. But the thing about it is, is that after a while, you know what? They'll probably go after Hop on Pop. Based off of sexual imagery. Or they'll go on about like the cat in the hat, you know, breaking and entering, throwing a wild party, all that kind of stuff. Or or even then with um the cat in the hat comes back. A lackluster sequel. I'm kidding. But people but what I'm doing that is is saying that people will find a reason to go about these things. You understand what I'm saying? Nowadays, with modern censorship and all that kind of stuff, cancel culture, everything here, all that kind of stuff, people will find a reason. They will find the most damnest reason to go against something. Even as content creators nowadays, there are comedians that are not performing comedy anymore because of stuff like this. Oh, I, I, I need to rethink my whole thing. Oh, uh, I need to... No. Be funny. Be who you are. Make fun of this stuff. It's satire. If they can't handle being made fun of, you shouldn't be in the public eye doing this kind of stuff at all. You should be aware that 50% of people out here are always going to do that kind of stuff. There's always going to be that 25% you're not going to reach, and there's always going to be that 25% that don't like what you do. But you got to hope that that 50% right there, the 25s that are together, will actually understand and give you that attention. And then some of them will probably give you respect. For being brave enough to speak out about these things. Now, do I look at Gina Carano as a hero? Hell no. But do I look at somebody who was unfairly losing her job, but at the same time, she tweeted to go ahead and ignite that kind of stuff? Once again, it's a little bit of yeah or nay. Because the way that Disney handled that, they could have handled it a lot differently. But they still have like quite a bunch of people up there in upper middle management who obviously have a lot of time on their hands to go after and bicker with fans, to go ahead and disrespect people left and right. And I'm not even talking about the fans that hate when new stuff is made. I'm talking about the fans that have been there and been supportive for them. Regardless what, you know? It's, it's so wild nowadays. And nobody's being responsible about this. Now, I could go on about, like, all sorts of other things. Like, even when people respond to my episodes, I never thought that Minibyte would go over so well, but at the same time piss off certain individuals and i don't care if it did because i don't make these shows to be liked anyway i make it to tell the truth and i make it to also 
explain things that go on in our society. But since it's the same old thing on the same old wagon on the same old incident, because people nowadays will go on an outrage tour based on anything nowadays. I mean, no wonder, you know, even as I do this show and even as I try to make some, you know, viable content out there, I always know this. It's not going to be content that's universally loved. It's going to be content that may get popular posthumously, or it's going to be content that's going to be out here that people will learn from and hopefully share and hopefully grow. But one way or another, it's like this, the way the toxic landscape is around here is because unless you're on one side, you're against the other side. And it could be that this J-Man's on J-Man's side first. All right. J-Man's not Republican or Democrat. J-Man's American first. There's a difference. Like I say, if you don't respect me, get the hell out of my sight. I don't respect you. It's always a level. It's always a matter of it. And it was really funny. Like that one person that was offended, even though like 30 of y'all liked last episode, the one person that was offended, he was like this, uh, uh, you, you know, um, um, you, you should, you should have them on your, you should have OnlyFans personalities on your show. The hangouts are right there, you idiot. If you want to be on the show, sign up and don't get offended because I called you an idiot. Understand why I called you an idiot. That's better. <laughs> no kidding. Like, I don't mind them. I wasn't dissing OnlyFans. I was dissing about the way people who are building brands go a little too far with their attitude, thinking that they're entitled. That's what I was doing. And most people who don't breathe through their mouth actually understand that. That's how you should know. But you see how stupid people can be. And that's why you got to watch yourself. And nowadays it gets to that point where people will go on these tirades and they will go on ahead and try to say something about you. But as I speak in an outrage forum like that, I know what the hell I'm doing every time I'm behind the mic. And I have no shame or qualms in doing it. Especially as I have the research about it. You're not going to please everybody. Pleasing everybody is a trap. Remember that as a content creator. Remember that as a performer. Remember that as you are who you are. And that could be people in your family. That could be people out there who claim to be your best friends. But, you know, let me tell you something. If I knew this earlier, I would have... If I knew this, like, when I was really, really young, I would have saved a lot of headache. But, you see, I did learn about it when I was at least 12 years old. I should have learned that at eight. You need to be your own best friend first. And it'll save you a lot of time. Because you can tell how scummy and tiresome and ridiculous people are. And you know about those people? They grow up into adults just like you. And they get worse. But that's all I have for you guys right now. You see, the J-Man show happens tomorrow. And who knows? We may revisit this because people ain't stopped being dumb yet. But until then, though, this is J-Man signing off. Y'all take it easy for me, okay? Peace. When someone is hurt in a truck accident, the one question everyone has is why did this terrible collision happen? To answer that question takes an experienced team of lawyers and experts. Not everyone has this type of experience. At Colombo Law, we are truck injury lawyers. It's what we do every day. When someone is hurt by a truck, Colombo Law is the law firm people call to get answers. Hurt by a truck? Call Colombo Law.